0: Obrigado, e Lula. all creation i see, praise to the king of kings you are my everything and i will adore you lord we just give you a wave offering of praise in this place we may not have physical banners right now but we raise up a banner of praise with our hands lifted high and we wave them before you. Give the Lord a wave offering of praise. Hallelujah, Lord. You're worthy, O oh God. You're worthy, O oh Lord. He's a King of kings and the Lord of lords. All creation bows down before the name of Jesus. Every sickness has to flee at the name of Jesus. Cancer has to dry up at the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah! There's something about His name. There's something about the name of Jesus. We worship You, Lord. Glory be to Your name. Glory be to Your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be Your name. Blessed be Your name. Is it okay that we just take a praise break? We give You praise. Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. He is our victory. We've not been defeated. We are more than conquerors in him. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit that dwells in you. He lifts you up. He makes you victorious. Glory be to your name. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. I'm going to sing a victory here. Hallelujah. You're my victory song. In the morning you make me wake up. I walk in your presence, oh Lord. You never leave me or forsake me. You never leave me behind. You're always walking beside me, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Can someone just pour out your love on him right now? I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Blessed be your name, oh God. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. How I many was ready to hear about his provision in his presence? There's provision in his presence. Amen. Amen. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship so good to be back home and they'll be with you this morning and experiencing the presence of the Lord. Amen. Is anybody experiencing His presence? Lord, you are so good. We've been talking about the presence of the Lord. It's not about a plan. It's not about a program. It's about the presence of God. Amen. So this morning, we're going to look at the provision in His presence. I believe God is going to be doing some breakthroughs. He's going to be giving some some favor, and it's in his presence. Amen. Can can I just give you something right now? Seek the presence of the Lord in the morning, in the midday, at night to seek his presence. God, we seek your presence right now. This year, we've been in this theme of returning, refining, and rebuilding. How many believe the year's not over? God is doing something. This is a word of the Lord. I know it more and more every day that this is given to us for this season, for this year. I don't know what the Lord is speaking in 2024, but I know what he's speaking in 2023. It's a year of returning, refining, and rebuilding. Hold on. Everybody say, hold on. Look at your neighbor and say, hold on. I'm going to tell you. If you've not seen the movie, if you've seen the movie, you need to come out tonight. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. I've only watched it once because it tore me up so much the first time. I'm like, I don't, if anybody's ever watched those movies before, like, I don't know if I can watch that again. So I'm going to bring and let you all watch it with me. So it's going to be good. And, and, if, and if nothing else, come out because we have some giveaways tonight, amen? So come and see what that's about. But I know the Lord is speaking to us this year. He's brought so many confirmations, that he's moving in our midst. So, Lord, we hold on to this theme, and it's not just a theme. And I like what Brandy was saying, and she didn't know what I was going to preach in this morning, so some of the things were going to line up. But this idea that we were at this camp meeting with the Hispanic camp meeting, and they were talking about the banner, this is not a theme. This is our banner of the year. And we made a banner, and it's in the foyer, and we keep it out in front of you. And we prayed under that banner. We raise that high, and we begin to declare. I know I need, I talk about this all the time. The Lord wants us to keep the vision fresh in front of you, what this is, returning. How many believes there's a returning? There, there's some that you've been praying for, and they've been sneaking in and sneaking out, but they're going to be returning, amen? Uh, they're going to stay, they're going to get rooted in. I'm believing it. And, and some of you are praying for your children. Some of you are praying for, for husbands. Some are praying for family members. I'm telling you right now that God is going to bring a return, and then we are believing it and we're trusting. There's a refining, the refining within us. How many needs refined every once in a while? I know I'm a continual work in Jesus Christ. I I need to be refined. I need him to work on me. So, Lord, help us in this refining. It's easy to get excited about some of the things. Oh, the the returning, the rebuilding, the refining. I don't know if I really like that one. Why did you have to put that one in there? It's refining us. This is what the Lord wants to do for the rebuilding of what he's doing. Rebuilding and unifying, not just for a church, but for the kingdom of God, right? And so, Lord, we want to be your vessel in this day, in this hour. How many knows that the day of the Lord is approaching? It's coming nearer and nearer. It's all over. I mean, there's fires, there's wars, rumors of wars, all these these things. Get ready. But while we're waiting for his return, be ready to evangelize. Be ready to share the good news with somebody who is lost. So let's say the declaration of the word this morning. I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, my ears are here and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm glad you believe that Old Testament part is the Old Testament. Do you believe in it? We've been in the Old Testament. We we'll always bring in the New Testament, but we're a New Testament church. We, but we look at the Old Testament and see it's been fulfilled in the New Testament. We can't just throw it out and there's stories here that we live from and, and that we gain strength from and our faith is built upon. So this morning I want you to hear this idea of provision in his presence, this first point, if you're taking notes in the top right-hand corner of the, of the screen, you'll see the, the note. There's an outline outside. If you can get one, you can uh, slip out and get one of those if you like taking notes. But uh, here, should be easy to follow. Responding to the provision of His Word. We're going to be starting in Nehemiah chapter 9 at the beginning of the year the Lord put on my heart to preach on nehemiah and and I confess I haven't memorized the book of Nehemiah and everything that happens in there but when I think about nehemiah i I go to that there's this rebuilding right there's a return of the people and if, if you've been with us on on Sunday morning you've been following these messages you you've seen here the people of God that they were in captivity but when uh, God set them free and and all the the captivity the people the, uh, the Babylonians that took them the Persians conquered them. There's a lot of history that was going on. But we see that at this point, they've been some that's been in Babylon going back to Jerusalem to rebuild the city. Now they're rebuilding the walls, and Nehemiah leads this, uh, this effort to rebuild the walls. They did it in 52 days. Amazing feat. And then the last time I got to preach, I pre- preached on uh, being stress free in his presence. And that was a few weeks ago. That was out of Nehemiah chapter 8, and Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10 is the joy of the Lord is my... We hear that verse and we hold on to that verse. And it's in his presence, right? And if you remember what is happening at the end of Nehemiah chapter 8 is that the people were hearing the word of God read. They just took time and they read the word of God, the laws, the Torah, and they begin being convicted of what they were hearing because they realized that they haven't been following God. So in chapter 9, at the end of chapter 8, they, they, they were weeping, but Nehemiah says, no, don't weep, rejoice. <clears throat> Have seven days of... Rejoicing and come back on the eighth day of a sacred assembly. And that's what we're doing. God is doing some things. And so starting this Wednesday, we're going to start a, a seven days of feast. If you can't make every one of them, it's okay. We understand. But try to come out to as many of those things as you can. Some are at night, some are in the day. I know that some of you can't come to the morning things, but just trying to fill in some of the spots. But the idea is that we're going to have community together, unity together, and we're going to feast together in some form. But on the eighth day, we're going to come together for a sacred assembly. That's that Wednesday night that our overseers, going to be here, and I believe the Lord's going to have a powerful message for us, and, and there's something that is stirring right now. Anybody feel a stirring taking place? So this is what the message was at the end of 8, so Nehemiah says, don't, or Ezra, don't, don't weep, don't grieve, but celebrate. Now we're getting to chapter 9, after they celebrate, now they come in because they're hearing the Word of God, and they're realizing that there's provision in His Word, on the, now on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting. They went from celebrating to fasting in sackcloth and dust on their heads. Then those of the Israelites' lineage separated themselves from all foreigners, the, the ones who the Jewish people, and they stood and they confessed their sins and their iniquities of their fathers. They again, hearing the word of God, realized we didn't do it right. We didn't follow God. Our, our forefathers got away from the plan of the Lord and the plan of God, and that's why they were taken in captivity. And it's just, they're becoming to this realization, we haven't been free. And this is the reason why. So they stood up in their place, and they read from the book of the law, the Lord their God, for one-fourth of the day, for about three hours, they're reading, and then another-fourth of the day, they confessed and worshipped God. So we started at 11, so we're going to go to about at 1 o'clock just to worship. Then the leaders, I'm not going to read all the leaders' names. These leaders stood on the stairs of the Levites, and they cried out with a loud voice to the Lord their God. Verse 5, and these leaders, they stood up and they said, Stand and bless the Lord your God forever and forever. Now listen, they've been released. They're building a wall. The wall was built, but they realize that they need to worship God. They've been set free. They begin to hear the heaviness of their burdens that they had carried for all those years, and they realize this wasn't the plan of God to have them in captivity. His, his, his plan for them to be in freedom. I want you to know that God's plan for you is for you to walk in freedom, not to be bound. His plan for your family is to be free, not bound up. There's blessings And so he says, stand up, bless the Lord forever, forever. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessings and praise. Verse 6, you alone are the Lord, you have made heaven. Listen to Nehemiah, they begin to exalt the Lord. They begin to declare who is the creator of everything. We see, it in, we see it in Genesis, but now we see it again in Nehemiah. He begins to give glory to God. And he's the creator of the heavens, the heavens of heaven, with all the hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them, the hosts of heaven worship you. I don't know about you, but I'm getting chills down my back right now because we are understanding God is the creator of everything, and he knows us here tonight, this morning. There's provision, and listen, remembering the provision of his covenant. Nehemiah begins to remind the people of the history that they should know. This is the covenant that God had made with our people. How many knows that God has made a covenant with us, the people of God, a promise? He's not going to leave us or forsake us. We've heard that a couple of times this morning. He is going to keep us. He's going to direct our steps. And this is what he begins to share, the remembering the provision of his covenant. Listen. You are the Lord God who chose Abram. And we're going to go through some history of the of the of the law, right? He's going through the story of Genesis. And you brought him out of Ur and the Chaldeans, and you gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and you made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezites, the, the Perzites, the Zebusites, the Gergesites to give, him the, to give it to his ascendants. You have performed your words. You are righteous. You saw the afflictions of our fathers in Egypt. So remember the story in Genesis, how they were Blessed, Abraham had many sons, right? I'm thinking of this right now, many sons. The people of God were blessed, but they were multiplying, and Joseph came on the, on the scene, right? You remember all those stories. It's important to go back and read those stories. This is what he, he's not giving all of them. He's giving that stuff. What happened at the end of Joseph's life when he died and, and Pharaoh, he, they started worrying about the multiplication of all the Jewish people, Right? And so they took him in as slaves instead of being free. But God didn't leave him there. That wasn't God's plan for those people. He so says, You saw all our afflictions of our fathers in Egypt, and you heard their cry by the Red Sea. You showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, against the, the, all the people of his land, for you knew that they acted proudly against him. You made a name for yourself as it is today. Remember, the remembering the provision of his covenant. You have to go back. In, the, in your walk, and remember what God has done for you in your life. You have to remember that He has sealed you with the Holy Spirit. Remember that you are a chosen child of God. Remember the stories of how He redeemed you and how He has kept you and that His mercies are new every morning. Now, somebody needs to be stirred up this morning. I am a child of God. I've been redeemed by His blood. And you divided the Red Sea before them. So that they went through the mist of the sea on dry land and their persecutors are, uh, that you threw into the deep as a stone in the mighty waters. Moreover, you led them by day with a cloud, cloudy pillar and by night with a pillar of fire to give them the light on the road which they should travel. And I want to let you know this. In this covenant that we have with Jesus Christ, we're not following a cloud by day or a fire by night but we have the Holy Spirit walking beside us every day, every step. We have the fire of the Holy Spirit that's burning bright, who's leading us and guiding us and directing our steps. Uh, I don't have to look for a cloud. Uh, I don't have to look for the pillar of fire. Or the, the pillar of fire, I know that He was with me. The Holy Spirit, my comforter, He is right beside me. He's right beside you. Uh, he is in you, and if you'll listen to Him, He will direct your steps. Amen. You came down also on Mount Sinai, and you spoke with them from heaven, and you gave them just ordinances and true laws, good statutes and commandments. You made known to them your holy Sabbath, and commanded them the precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, your servant. Listen to what's happening. They're, They're hearing the word of the Lord. They're listening to the Word. Now, they've been in captivity for a long time. They had a little bit of sense of freedom, but they got real freedom when they went back. They thought they had real freedom when they went back. We'll see some things that take place here in the story. They went back under the authority of the king to rebuild the city, rebuild the wall. And they're reading the Word, and they're being reminded how they got to where they were. Now, don't go back in your history and get depressed of Because sometimes, uh, you ever feel like you were at the wrong place because you did the wrong thing? (laughs) But God is always able to take us right where we're at and straighten our path. Thank the Lord for His mercies today. He's reminding them through the Word what God did for their fathers. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger. You brought them water out of a rock for the thirst. Listen, the God who took care of those people is taking care of you right now. He can make what seems impossible, possible. We're provision, you didn't think, where is it going to come from? It can come out of a rock, amen? amen? They were thirsty and he made water come out of a rock. He made bread come out of heaven. And they told them to go possess the land which you had sworn to give them. Now verse 16, you have to, you have to look at this. Realizing the provisions of his mercy. Someone say that. Realizing the provisions of his mercies. Lord, help us grasp what you're saying to us today about your mercies that are new every morning, the mercies of God, the grace of God in our life. This is what they reminded. He says, you gave him all these things. You let him out of captivity. You gave him water to drink. You gave him bread from heaven. But they and our fathers acted proudly. They hardened their necks. They did not heed your commandments. Now listen, they're beginning to realize when they're hearing this, the provision of God's mercies. They refuse to obey. They were not mindful of your wonders that you did, not, that you did among, the, among them. But they hardened their necks. And in their rebellion, they appointed a leader to return to them, to their bondage. But you are God. Someone say that. But you are God. Ready to pardon. Gracious and merciful. Slow to anger. Abundant in kindness. And did not forsake. Even when they turned their back on you, even when they begin to make false idols and worship them, you showed up. You punished some, but you didn't, re, you didn't get rid of everybody. You had a remnant that was there, because you, God has a plan for His people, and he still has a plan right now. Say it with me, God has a plan the lord dropped that in my spirit earlier this year and i've been saying it you've been hearing it god has a plan Thank the Lord for His mercies. How many can thank God for the mercies when you refuse to obey Him? Amen. Anybody been in that place before where you just didn't follow the word of the Lord like you're supposed to? Uh, You didn't listen to His voice like you're supposed to? You showed up in a place you shouldn't have been. Uh, You've done something you shouldn't have did. Uh, You're living a way you shouldn't have lived. But by God's grace, by His mercy, He pulled you out. He kept you. He loved you. He didn't throw you to the side. He didn't forget about you. But He keeps knocking at your heart's door. And this is the promise to your provision. To your children. This is a promise to your prodigals. Uh, they will still hear the voice of the Lord uh, in the night in the dreams. Uh, He's still gonna knock on their heart. Uh, He's not gonna stop knocking. He's not gonna stop whispering. He's not gonna stop calling their name. I want you right now to speak the name of someone you're praying for. Lord, we pray right now. Begin to speak out their name because Lord, you you have mercies, oh God. Hallelujah. Take time right now, hallelujah. Oh, we're praying for our lost families. Oh, we pray for our lost families. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Remember the story of Samuel? He's lying there, and he heard his name called. How many believe that story had happened? Well, we just declared the word of the Lord. Right? I believe the word of the Lord, both the Old Testament New Testament. How many believe this word is true? If God is able to whisper to Samuel, you think he's able to whisper to your son, to your daughter, to your mother, to your father, a husband, a wife? Do you, you, you believe that He's able even right now where we're in this place right now that we can pray God wherever they're at? Like You're getting a little weird, Pastor. No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm tuned in with God. He is able far above our imagination. And I believe the God that I serve as we're praying right now for your lost loved ones, He's able to whisper into their ear where they're at right now. How many believes that? So, Lord, I pray. I pray, Lord, there's going to be some testimonies in this 12 o'clock hour that someone says, I I don't know where I was just driving, or I was sleeping in from last night, or I was over at work, and I just heard my name. They don't know what, they're not going to know what it means, it's just, it's just, they're going to hear a peace. You ever heard your name and you didn't feel peace? You know you're in trouble? But when God speaks our name, He wants us to experience that peace so we'll be drawn in. I don't know why I paused there. I just believe this is the Lord speaking today. We trust you, God. We want to realize the provisions of His mercies. Verse 18, even when they made a molded calf for themselves and said, this is your God, they brought you up out of Egypt and work great provocations. Yet in your manifold mercies, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud did not depart from them by day to lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night. You didn't take away the, the direction. You didn't let the flame go out. You didn't let the, the cloud disappear. And the same thing in our lives. The Holy Spirit hasn't left us. Holy Spirit hasn't left the, the, the ones who've known God. They may have been, they may be closing their ears and not, but the Holy Spirit is still right beside them saying, I want you to follow me. I want you. He's knocking on their heart. They may be resisting, but it hasn't, the Holy Spirit hasn't disappeared. They may resist, but if we pray, Lord, soften their hearts. This is the God that we serve. He doesn't just show up and disappear. He's omnipresent. He's here all the time. Something happens though when we begin to praise. This is you remember the beginning of this chapter? What were they doing? Give praise to God, the good God who created the heavens of heavens, everything. Give him praise. Our awareness changes. His presence doesn't. His presence is always here. Our awareness of his presence begins to change. Our longing for his presence begin to change. Our yielding in his presence begin to change. Our surrendering begins to change when we understand that the glory is going up and he wants to pour his glory down. Lord, we want to be in your presence where you're able to change our hearts and change our minds. Glory to your name. The pillar of cloud did not depart to lead them, to show them a light and the way they should go. You also gave your good spirit to instruct them and you did not withhold your manna from their mouth and you gave them water for their thirst. You did not hold things back from them. But 40 the years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. Nevertheless, they were disobedient. And we're no better than those people that was back then. We have the same ability to walk away and be disobedient if we don't keep our eyes on Him. They rebelled against you. They cast your law behind their backs and they killed your prophets who testified against them to turn them to yourself. Remember all the prophets we, we talk about, the, the major and the minor prophets are there. They're warning, and they're warning there's going to be a day of the Lord. There's going to be a day of judgment. If you don't turn, you're going to be in held in captivity. Guess what? They went in captivity. That's why we're here in Nehemiah now, because God kept his promise. Even though they went to captivity, he allowed the conqueror to be conquered. Babylonia was destroyed. Persian took over. The Persian king gave them favor. Nehemiah's back rebuilding the wall, trying to get back on the right path. Because God is a God of mercy. Say it. God is a God of mercy. Anybody a product of His mercy right now? Anybody been a recipient of His mercy? Anybody grateful for His mercy? We should have a shouting service right now. Thank you, Lord, for the mercies that you give us. If you read verses 27 through 30, you can hear more of the rebellion. Verse 31 Nevertheless, your great mercy, you did not utterly consume them nor forsake them, for you are God, gracious and merciful. Here we are, servants today. Now listen, this idea of being a servant, they're they're talking about where they're in the land, not servants of God, they're saying we're servants of the people still over us. We're in this land that's bountiful. The land that you gave us to our fathers to eat its fruit and bounty. Here we're in it, and we're servants in it. Even though we were set free to come back to rebuild the wall, we haven't been completely freed yet. We're still under a king, because and this is how, here's where you get the context. It yields much increase to the king you have set over us because of our sins. Also, they have dominion over our bodies and our cattle at their pleasures. And we are in great distress. Even though they've been set free to an extent, they haven't been given complete freedom. They're seeking God, but here's what they say. And because of all this, we make a sure covenant and write it. Our leaders, our Levites, and our priests seal it. This is revisualizing the provision of God through us. Revisualizing the provision of His gifts through us, they're making a new covenant. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. That there's a new covenant in the New Testament. They're making a covenant right then themselves. We saw the history. We saw how you were merciful. We saw our fathers disobedient, but yet you were merciful. And we find that we have experienced your mercies right now. We're in this new land. We rebuilt the walls, but we realize that we've not arrived completely and we're going to make a new covenant. Where did it start? They started reading the Word. And they started being convicted by the Word of God. That we need to line up with the Word of God. And so if you want to be in covenant with God, read His Word, walk in His Word, digest His Word, eat His Word, uh, and fall in love with His Word. They made a covenant covenant we're not going to do what our forefathers did. We're going to seek after you. We've been talking about the provision in his presence. Are you ready to do the Bible? We'll transition to this thought. We're going to go to the New Testament. But I want you to fill in these blanks, write this down. This week, when you pray, pray this Lord, you are the giver of mercy and provision. How many believes both of those? You're the giver of mercy and provision. Because of the mercies I have received and how you provide for me, I desire to be a furrow of your provision. Let me just pause there, a furrow. I, I worked through this. I, 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 what a furrow is, it's a long trench. It's dug for the idea of putting seeds in it. How many wants to be a furrow? A long trench with seeds, a lot of growth. I'm open for your provision to flow through me, not just from me. What it means? You can give to me so I can give it away. I want to read it one more time and I want to take us through the scriptures that we kind of looked at a couple weeks ago. Lord, you are the giver of mercy and provision. Because of the mercies I have received and how you provide for me, I desire to be a furrow of your provisions. I am open for your provision to flow through me, not just from me, meaning you can give to me so I can give it away. So we started talking about the envelopes, and we had 50 envelopes here. Nobody knew what dollar amount it was. It was labeled one to 50, and it's going to help us with our projector, but that's, that's a a side component, the idea is I'm willing to be a blessing as the Lord blesses me. So the challenge is, is just come and get an envelope, one or two, whatever you felt the Lord's leading you, and trust that the Lord somehow between now and we want to, and if you need to give it beforehand, that's fine, just put it in that envelope, put it in a black box and, and, and we'll receive that. But I, I'm hoping you'll be able to bring that envelope with us on, on Wednesday night, the 30th when our overseer is here. And we're going to have that, that sacred assembly. He's going to be here that, that Wednesday night, and we're going to bring that offering. And we're also hearing some testimonies. You know, brother, brother Mark shared a testimony this morning. He picked up an envelope. So if you, if you were with us, you understand that you're not just supposed to try digging your wallet. Trust the Lord that he's going to do something, and that out of that, it may have even have been a gift card. I, I've received a gift card some, since then. I'm like, hey, I got blessed, and, and, and Brandy received one. So the Lord gave us a blessing. We're like, out of that, we're going to be able to, to give. And, and then this morning, Mark says, you know what, I, I picked up an envelope, and then he says, it's interesting, I got an email about some unclaimed property in Indiana, and he goes, well, I filled out the form, guess what, I got $75 from unclaimed property, I had enough to cover my envelope, amen, praise the Lord. It's these things that are like God wants to give through us, not just from us, not just running to our savings account, not just running to your checking account, there are some times that you'll give sacrificially. We'll preach about that another time. But there's times that we just say, God, I want to be an open vessel. I want to be a generous giver. And I believe that we can trust the Lord in this, and we're going to pay off this projector soon. Amen? And we'll close with this as our praise team comes back. This is Matthew chapter 31. I know the the scriptures don't line up right on the screen, but just follow Matthew chapter 13, verse 31. Another parable he put forth before them, saying, this is Jesus saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which is indeed the least of all seeds. How many of you want to be a furrow of faith? Lord, I'll take all these little seeds, just fill my trench up with all these seeds, of mustard, these mustard seeds. But when it grows, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Then I want you to hear this one more time. Matthew chapter 17, verse 24. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And, And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the king of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Jesus said, then the sons are free. Now, here's, here's what we catch. Nevertheless, least we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. What he's saying is, go online, fill out that form, and see if you'll get unclaimed property. Is, is that kind of lines up there, right? And when you open his mouth, you will find a piece of money... Take it and give it to them, and for me. What I'm saying is, God is able. How many believes that that really happened? How many believe Peter actually went down, probably scratching his head? What? What? I've been following him. He's had us do so many weird things, and now he wants me to go fishing. But I've been around him before when he's been fishing. I've been around him when I fished all night and didn't catch anything, and I was tired. Now I was wore out. And I was discouraged. Now I was pulling in my net ready to clean it up. And I was ready to head in. And he says, hey, take me back out there. I, I was with him. That's when I first had, had this encounter. I, I'll never forget that encounter. How many will never forget your first encounter with Jesus? He says, I was wore out. But something within me told me to be obedient to what he was saying. So I cast my net out on the other side. And when I, to my surprise, uh, the net became so full, uh, I I couldn't even pull it. I I had to get help to get the the fish into the boat. If he's able to do this, I don't know what I'm going to catch on this one line, but I'm going to go find this fish. And I don't think Peter had to go out and fish a long time. I I believe it happened a little bit like my wife and I first experienced fishing together. We were at a a little retreat we was at a pond and she was casting rolling it in casting rolling it in about 10 times she's like i don't know how to do this i'm like here let me show you Caught the fish rolled in i'm like that's how you do it true story right I, she's do it again i'm like no i already showed you once i believe peter when he went to the bank i don't think he had to cast and then pray lord let this be right I I believe because he went in faith. I believe the Lord is going to release. When we go in faith, I I know there's times of testing, but there's also times of favor. I believe that God is moving us into a season of favor. We've been through a lot of testing here. We've been through a lot of hard times. Some of you have gone through some testing, some hard times. I'm ready for a season of favor, and I believe we're in the brink of it. It doesn't mean that we're not going to ever have any more troubles. It doesn't mean we're going to have any other any other problems in our lives because Jesus even says in John chapter 16 that, that, that here's these things I say. You're going to have some troubles and tribulations, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Lord, we're trusting in you. You are provider. As you stand to your feet this morning. Lord, we're in your presence. There's something about your presence. Since Peter was in your presence and he heard you say, go and catch that fish. He didn't leave your presence to go to the shore. Your presence was with him. Your word was with him. Your command was with him. So Lord, when you give us a command, when you give us a word, and we leave this place, we're not walking away from your presence. Your presence ever goes before us. Help us walk in confidence of what you're saying. I believe these seven days that are starting Wednesday. There, there's something significant that's happening right now. How many believe there's a there's a spiritual atmosphere that we don't see, and God is working in the unseen but it's about to be manifested that we can see. There's going to be some unbelievable favor. Unbelievable provisions are about to happen and about to take place. If you want to hold on, if you want to claim that word with me, I, I, I know there's a lot of directions we can go right now, but I believe this is the direction right now we're supposed to go. If you want to claim that word with me, will you come and stand in this altar area? Lord, we begin to claim this is not a prosperity message. This is a message of your favor and your faithfulness and your promises and your covenant. We give you glory and praise. Hallelujah. Just begin to seek the Lord right now. Press in. He wants to do something. Hallelujah.
1: I've never seen, I want to know it. But you make it real for me. I've read the stories, faith, and I believe you're still restoring, redeeming everything here in this moment. May your will be done. In me. I will run like a child to their mother, to the safety of the father, to the place where I belong. Lord, your love, could I ever understand? Something about your presence That leaves me wanting more So I'll bring my burdens and insecurities Run to the throne room And fall down at your feet Won't waste a moment You've come to set me free And I will run Like a child to their mother to the safety of the father To the place where I belong And Lord, your love Could I ever understand it There's something about your presence That leaves me one the rain fall down from heaven, let it wash away the pain, as we worship and surrender in the triumph of His name. Feel the weight fall off our shoulders as our hearts respond in prayer.
0: A line there, let it wash away the pain. There's some in this room or maybe watching online that have experienced pain in life, maybe from a relationship, maybe pain from just bad news, medical news, all kinds of things. But the presence of the Lord is able to wash away pain. Does anybody believe that? The presence of the Lord is able to wash away hurt and offense and pain. It's able to wash away anger, distress, the things that burden us, that hurt us, that that what ties us and pulls us down. It's in the presence of the Lord. Lord, we're in your presence. Somebody begin to declare, I'm in the presence of the Lord right now. I'm not just in a building, I'm just, i that's not with just any group of people, I'm with the body of Christ, I'm with believers, I'm in the presence of the Lord, and there's a freedom in the presence of the Lord, there's a healing in the presence of the Lord, there's a refreshing in the presence of the Lord, there's a washing of pain away, Lord, we give you our pain, we give you our hurts, we give you our discouragement, we give you those things that is holding us down, we give you our depression, we give you our stress, we all to you, oh God. You are the lifter of our soul. You're the lifter of our heart in the joy of the Lord. Say it again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah.
1: Good. Forever, ever, amen. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord our God Almighty, one who was and is
0: and is to come. As we get ready to close, I want everyone just to link up with somebody to pray with just to encourage them if you're in your seats maybe you can find someone here, if you up here this is about being known notice and love we pray for one another Lord we encourage each other today we're in this fight together this, this fight of being believers in the last days that's the fight we're in together this fight of holding on to our faith When it seems like sometimes things around us may be crumbling, there's one thing that we know. You are always faithful. You are unmovable, oh God. Even though the mountains may be cast into the midst of the sea, Lord, we know that we can count on you. You're firm and you're stable. You're unwavering, oh God. And you have us in the palm of your hand. Lord, you have us safe and secure things may be going around, the storms may be around us, but Lord, we are safe and protected by you. Lord, we pray for one another. We encourage one another. We lift one another up. You're our provider. You're our healer. You're our sustainer. You've been our redeemer. You've forgiven us of our sins. You've washed those away. You've sanctified us. Lord, you fill us with your power of the Holy Spirit. We want to walk out in this place with the power of God to be witnesses. Lord, we are more than conquerors in you. Someone needs to hear that today. You are more than a conqueror. You are still in the hands of the Lord. He's still holding on to you. No matter the pain that you have right now, God is able to take you. If you need to leave this morning, that's fine. But I know the Lord is doing some healing right now. Josh, you just sing out a little bit more if you've got to lead us fine? But I just want those who need a healing touch of the Lord just to receive the refresh.